This is your week, your news for the week of May 21st, 2023. These are the biggest stories trending this week on ClarksvilleNow.com. On this week's show, once again, the wordsmith himself, the editor-in-chief of ClarksvilleNow.com, Chris Smith. Good morning, Ryan. Good morning. Or afternoon. Or, or afternoon. Evening. Depending on when you're listening to this podcast. Exactly. It could be the middle. It could be 4 a.m. If you're listening at 4 a.m., great. Yeah. I hope you don't fall asleep during this. That would be bad. No, that wouldn't happen. That wouldn't happen. Not at all. <laughs> Not on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's the president and general manager of Five Star Media Group. I wish you just introduced me as Katie. On this podcast, I'm just the person over here wondering what some of this stuff means, waiting for Chris to tell me all about it. She's the person <laughs> sitting over there wondering what this stuff means until Chris tells her about it. Katie Gamble! Can we get an acronym for that? I'll work I don't on know. that. that would be, yeah. We will by VP the next show. Who, I don't know. <laughs> There's some interesting stuff in the news this week, isn't there? There is. There's lots of neat stuff. Um, neat. And, and neat. neat. Neat is maybe the wrong term. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. Uh, yeah, some of it's interesting. Of controversial stuff. Yes, yes. Is it going to get Unique stuff. Heated? Different stuff that yeah. we've not seen in the past. Mm-hmm. Might get a little heated on this episode. It might. All right. It's a good thing I'm on the other side of this table from you. <laughs> but, you know, we've had heated discussions on oh, yeah. this podcast before. The school before. system is really involved in the news this week, right? Yes, lots of school system okay. news this week, and it just keeps rolling. Every day there's something else, so I don't know. Uh, maybe it's just the end of the year. You know, get it all at the end all of the year. All stuff's happening yeah. at the end of the year. Yeah. So the first thing is that um, you know the state of Tennessee set up this new testing requirement where you have to pass – a certain standardized uh, portion of the TCAP mm-hmm. in order to move on from third grade to fourth grade. Yeah. And um, they've known for a while that a lot of third graders were not doing well on this test. Um, and so they sort of dropped the hammer and said, if you don't pass this test, um, then you are going to be held back or you're going to have to have some other um, additional education over the summer um, so that you can move on into fourth grade. Um, Now, statewide, 60% of Tennessee third graders um, did not perform well enough on this test to move on to fourth grade. Isn't that crazy? 60%? Yeah. Now, why third grade? Well, in in Clarksville, Montgomery County, 40%. So we did better than the state average, but then you got to wonder... what school districts have 80%? Because we're better than the state average at 40%. Right. So there must be some 80% schools out there where 80% of the kids are Weren't failing prepared this prepared for test. fourth grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not prepared for fourth grade. So is it, it's, it's third graders. You're not having mm-hmm. issues with fourth, fifth, second? Well, I think the problems are, are probably apparent all in every grade, but this is sort of where they are establishing the cutoff. Somebody, I don't know who I was talking to, maybe been Bill Powers, um, was talking about the idea that when you're in first, second, kindergarten, first, second, mm-hmm. third grade, you are learning to read. Right. Mm-hmm. And then when you're in fourth grade and beyond, you're reading to learn. Yes. And so you have uh, to master reading by third grade if you're going to have any chance of success in fourth grade through okay, 12th grade. Okay, that makes grade. sense. Yeah. Do they think this is somehow related to the pandemic? Oh, I'm almost certainly yeah. sure that it is at least... Um, I mean, but I think they were they were working on this before the pandemic happened. The um, you know, this testing and, mm-hmm. and all. And I th- want to say the retention thing was that twenty twenty one. Well, the when pandemic they passed was in, that law. Yeah, but in twenty is when you know we ended the school year early, mm-hmm. and then I think that next year, the twenty 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 one school year was when we were. You know, that's when the virtual started. Some were mm-hmm. in person, and then you could go remote like on the drop of a hat. Yeah. Well, let's so just think, do the math here. Third graders this year 
would have had that all go down in kindergarten, first grade. They would have mm-hmm. they would have been in kindergarten in mm-hmm. that spring or yep. the, that fall spring. They would have been they would have been in kindergarten the year that the pandemic hit and schools got shut down, and then they would have been in first grade the crazy year of the it's remote. It's, so they lost a lot of that hands on training. I bet you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, what school systems going to do? And yeah, you're right. I mean, I think it's it's more pronounced this year because this is sort of the pandemic class yeah. of third graders. Um, but this has been a problem for a long time that we just not enough kids are proficient in English. I may be using the wrong term proficient, um, but they're not doing well enough. He in English is to not be able using the wrong on. term because he is very proficient. In English. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> well, no, I mean, uh, testing wise, because there's certain terms yeah. like. Uh, I don't know if it's advanced, proficient, um, meet standards, whatever the, the term. So do we are, know but. how this uh, compares to previous years? Um, I do not. <laughs> I mean, is it so, like um, I, if I'm wondering if this has always been an issue, but now we're just paying attention yeah, to yeah. it. Yeah, it, it has always been an issue mm-hmm. that, that around this range of kids, you know, have had these sorts of problems before. But now in Montgomery County, in Clarksville, Montgomery County, um, the school system told us that I think it's 800 third graders. Yeah. Over 800 third grade students are registered for the summer learning programs that are going to be held June 12 through July 30. Oh, that's good. I'm glad they're doing so, that. Yeah, I mean, they're basically going to have to do summer school to get caught up. Well, because if they don't, what happens, you know, there's always this this anomaly, I guess, thing that happens in the summer. You know, kids get out of school. Some kids, you know, their parents take them to museums. They read books. They do things so they're continuing to, you know, get mm-hmm. educated. Some don't. And so then you come back to school, and it's like every year that gap gets larger and larger and larger. Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad they're offering that so that everybody has an equal opportunity to have access to the education. Well, I'm glad they're offering options other than holding these kids back and making them repeat third grade. I don't think they could physically do that. I don't think the the school system can handle it. Right. Because you imagine 40 Mm percent would have to take third grade over again. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine being in that fourth grade class, be the smallest fourth grade graduating class? Exactly. And and imagine that would just be you, you couldn't handle it. It's like. I said it last week, and I I promised myself I wouldn't get heated again. But I'm well, I, get I need to know where you're gonna because I need to figure out what the opposite um, side of your argument is so I can argue with you. I was that little kid in fourth grade that mm-hmm. had trouble reading, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And I can remember, and back then, you know, that of course that was years ago, and I'm sure they handle it more gracefully now. But I can remember. Every day at a certain time, teachers come to get me because I had to go to a special class to yeah. do special reading. And it was somewhat humiliating to be the kid that had to stand up and walk out to go get tutored and reading in front of everybody. Hmm. I'm not saying we shouldn't do it, but I just remember, I remember how it made me feel. It made me feel less than right. the other kids, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. It was just me and one other little boy. And every day we had to get up and go to this trailer and do our own special reading, which, you know, I'm glad they gave it to me now because... I can't, can kind of read, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, my grammar is terrible. Chris knows that. But um, I do remember feeling just different and not in a good way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I what, just, what's your strong opinion, Ryan? Well, I, this is another great example of why standardized testing and this focus on teaching to a test is ruining the education system in America. Politicians need to get out of ed policy because when you... If you want to make something more uh, expensive and less effective, get government involved. This is the biggest problem. This is a chain of events. This is a multi-layered problem. And this is what happens when you say mm-hmm. the most important thing, the value that we assign to these kids is what their scores are on a test. Mm-hmm. And that all comes from a brand of thinking of 
your standard model, your standard MBA model of business where this equals success. Education is not a business, no matter what Bill Lee's friend says. Education is not a business. It I is actually a, agree with you. Yeah, it is about educating the youth. But with that being said, mm-hmm. how, and I don't know the answer, there has to be some type of standard or accountability to the school systems and to the teachers. If there isn't any testing, how do you know where we're failing and where we need to improve? Well, right, because, I mean, we've known for a long time that education needs to be improved. Right. And if you're going to say no standardized tests... Well, then how are we going to measure whether these kids right. are ready to move on to school? There has, there has to be the public education. The, the public education system in America has had plenty of years <laughs> to catch up and do right by these children. And if these teachers and these principals can't teach effectively, the buck's got to stop somewhere. So may as well stop with a standardized test. And if you can't pass that test, you don't need to be moving on through the school system and graduating with a degree that doesn't mean anything. Well, and the other piece of that, and I don't... <laughs> well, the other, the other piece of that is... I mean, how do you, I mean, there are some amazing teachers, actually. Most of them are amazing out there. But what about the ones that aren't? How do you weed them out? Well, it's kind of like, you know, Katie, you are, you know, a manager. You look over the people that are doing the job that you've asked them to do. If they're failing, you put places, you put things into place to either help them achieve what they need to achieve or to move on. That's the job of a principal. A principal is a manager. But all of these things, all of these laws that have been passed, all of these requirements, teachers, this, I'm going to shock y'all. You ready? This is, this is the spouse of a teacher. Teachers do not teach because they love the money. They don't get paid squat to work 80 hours a week. You didn't, that didn't shock us. Uh, right. I was expecting something like big. It's coming. Um, they teach because they love to help kids they are passionate about their job some of them i don't think they all are i you know i think that 99 98 of them are yes but then there's those few out there because my kids have had a few oh yeah yeah that i just think maybe got into it for the love of it and then somewhere along the way lost it and they should just probably just go work from home or do something different exactly So you've got to have some type of system in place to weed out those and figure out, like Chris said, how these students, which students are falling behind. And if there's like a big portion of them from this one school or this one teacher, then that's a big red flag to me. All I'm saying, I agree with you. You have to find a way to weed out the bad teachers, but you also have to find a way to encourage and equip the great teachers my son had a teacher during the pandemic that didn't get all their work done. It was the end of the semester, yeah. so they got points for watching Rudolph and stuff. <laughs> I'm not ki- this. Yeah, I'm not kidding. I'm not saying which son. I'm not saying which school. That is not teaching. No. That is you trying to catch up because you need to get all those points in so it looks like you did your job. I agree. And how do you, how do we how do we make sure that our teachers are being held to a to a high standard? I don't think the I think the answer we have to have standardized testing. But obviously, whoever's coming up with the standards for standardized testing are not equipping the teachers and giving them the time and resources to teach to those standards. This is once again pie in the sky stuff like, all right, this is what the standards should be, but I'm not going to give you any help to teach to the standards and, and help and, and help teachers and support teachers along the way. It is a soundbite moment. We're going to pass a bill that requires all of this, but we're not going to put any money into training and enabling teachers to teach to that standard. Well, I would get, I'll give you that, that I do think that they, that 
there's there's restraint. Did you have standardized testing when you were younger, Chris? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I remember too. taking something called the Iowa test. I remember. And I remember it, taking. I think it was called yeah. the California test one year. And I, I think they were called that because they were the tests that were required in those states. I was in New Jersey until fifth grade and then, I'm sorry, yeah. Alabama until fifth grade and then New Jersey from fifth grade on. I just remember making sure my number two that. pencils were sharp. Yes. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I remember all about standardized testing when I was a kid, because we had it in Wisconsin where yeah. I grew up. Did they call it the Iowa? No, the they call it the TCBS testing. I don't remember what, what it was, was called. but you, yeah. you, you had two number two pencils mm-hmm. on your desk in case one lead mm-hmm. broke and... You know, it was the. Do they still fill in the whole thing? I, I think it's computer now. Oh, is it? I of think it might it be computer. Be. But I, I'll never forget. The only thing I remember about the standardized testing that we took, and it's so funny you said the number two pencils, because we had a guidance counselor. His name was Mr. McGare. And I will never mm. forget Mr. McGare because he was not from Wisconsin. He had been educated there, stayed there, mm-hmm. but he was from Massachusetts. And so he would make the announcement. He would always go, students remember tomorrow is TCBS testing. He sounded like a Kennedy. He would yeah. go, don't forget your soft lead number two pencils and a calculator with at least four functions in your protractor. And I can, <laughs> I can still hear those announcements today. The protractor. The soft lead number two pencils. Yeah. <laughs> so the... Um, this is, is obviously causing a lot of outrage from parents yes, who are is. upset. Um, and some people are saying, well, this is an you know, overreach by um, the government. The you know, state shouldn't be telling local municipalities what to do. Um, I've been hearing both sides of this argument all week long. And um, both sides make really good points. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I mean, you know, my hope is that the end result is that the kids who need the help the most will get yes. the help they need. Mm-hmm. Um, but I fear that one of the results may be that a lot of kids... Like you talked about, mm-hmm. Katie, you know, a lot of kids maybe feel, you know, pushed down or ostracized or made to feel less than because they, they didn't pass school. a standardized mm-hmm. test. Yeah. You I know? mean, it's it's kind of like, it, it, I mean, you don't want to be that kid that's having to go to, which I'm for it. I am glad they have that and they're yeah. offering that to help them get ahead. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's it's just, there's already, it's just tough being a kid anyway it right is. now in, in this environment. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Speaking of which... Um, On to our next story. Uh, being tough, tough being a kid these days. Um, a kid who did graduate from third grade and went on to fourth grade was attacked by a service dog during field day um, at a school at Carmel Elementary School in Clarksville. Oh, yeah. Um, Wasn't it during their field day? Mm, yeah. During their field mm-hmm. day. And the kids um, playing the tug of war and he got bit. Yeah. So the um, what we've heard from official sources um, talking on the record is that the bite happened as the student was running past a service dog um, that was owned by one of the parents, uh, according to the school system. Uh, School nurses were at the scene. They took care of the child until he was taken to a doctor. Um, The incident is under investigation by Montgomery County Animal Control, um, and no further information has been released officially. Now, since then, people have gone on Facebook and just ranted about (laughs) both sides Of the story here, because there are definitely two sides to this story. There's yeah. always two sides to a story, and, and then there's the truth in the middle. <laughs> right, yeah. right. So there were some people getting on social media and saying, oh, the kids were all being rambunctious, and like... Kids on field day were being rambunctious? There you go. What, and, what um, next? Is water wet? How dare them? <laughs> and um, and the, the dog must have felt threatened or whatever, and then I've also heard from um, sources of mine 
that a review of the video clearly shows that the kid was running past the dog and the dog attacked. It was not, the dog was not threatened. Um, the kid didn't run, try to It's pet not it like or... the dog bumped into the, um, the service dog owner or something like that. Service I've dogs also... generally are usually pretty calm because they're used to being out in public like that. Well, I think this brings up a, a bigger point, Katie, because you're right. Uh-huh. Real service dogs are generally very uh, well taken care with. of. Yeah. Service dogs that are service dogs because their owners went on Amazon and bought a $10 vest that says service dogs aren't well trained. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't know this, Katie. This is shocking. I didn't even know that people did that. Yeah, you can. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, my gosh. Ten bucks. You could have. You Rex know. is now a service dog. There you go. And but, he herds everyone that walks by. And I didn't know this, Katie, but it is against the law to ask someone to prove if their service dog is licensed and credentialed and actually a service dog and not an Amazon service dog. I well, disagree. They they need to fix that. You you can ask, but there like there's no there's no like penalties or anything. It's you could end up getting sued, I guess, if you demand and you deny entry. The rule is um, you can a business can ask two questions mm-hmm. um, legally about a service dog. Is the animal a service dog required for a disability? Okay. Okay. Yes or yeah. no answer. Yeah. Um, second question. And no, we know, according to you, that no is a complete sentence. Uh, we were just talking about that earlier. Yeah. Um, second question. What work or task has the dog been trained to perform? So Those can, are both very good, easy questions. Yeah. But you can say, well, he's trained to keep me calm. Right. And it, that's all you have to say. Well, there are a lot of soldiers around here with PTSD that are, have dogs yeah. for that purpose. And there are wonderful organizations that actually train those dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, uh, our daughters raised money for Girl Scouts years ago yeah. to pay for a service dog to be trained for a soldier mm-hmm. here on that's Fort Campbell. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so there are organizations that have rigorous training for these these animals. Mm-hmm. Do we do, know about that dog? Do we know if he was licensed or whatever you we, get we don't, the service dog? We don't know. That hasn't been released publicly. Mm-hmm. Um, like, And the other thing, too, is you cannot, while you can get papers to sort of credential your service dog, you cannot, as a business or I guess as an institution such as a school, um, ask to see that documentation. Right. So you don't, you can't force somebody to prove that you have a legit trained service dog. Which seems kind of... Do we know what kind seem, of dog yeah. it was? No, no. No. But I did see photos um, that were provided to us um, of the injuries on the child, and I counted at least seven puncture wounds oh on that Oh my gosh, so arm. this wasn't just, I'm going to bite you as you walk by. Yeah. He attacked. Yeah, it's oh, at least, bitten at least, at least twice. To have seven puncture wounds, he had to have been bitten at least twice. Oh my gosh. And like on both sides yeah. of the arm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the and blood was pouring. Can you imagine that poor child had to be terrified? Mm-hmm. Terrified on field day, the most fun day. Oh my of the school year. I guess was it the owner there that pulled the dog off? Um, yeah, that's that's my understanding of, oh, of what wow. happened. But this is so frustrating because you know, like I was in uh, Hobby Lobby like about a year ago, and I saw a woman dragging a dog through the store. That was losing its mind, barking, and she was like, "Stop it! Stop it! Stop it!" Just like trying right. to reason with yeah. the dog and laughing about it. And the dog had a service animal vest on. Which you right. know that dog is not a service animal. That that's not a service animal. That's a Jeff Bezos school yeah. service there. animal. But then the flip side of this is, I used to work with a guy who was mm-hmm. like ninety eight percent blind and um, had a very severe inability to speak. 
And he had a service dog with him all the time, and he relied on that dog. And there are so many people, I've seen so many veterans yes, who really yeah. rely on their service mm-hmm. dogs. And incidents like this, I mean, who knows, the courts may end up having to decide all this, but like incidents like this make all service dogs look bad. And it's it's a shame. You're so well, right. there's two, yes. You know. If that were my child that had gotten attacked, I would be very angry. But this would be an opportunity to me to be getting in touch with my state legislatures and saying we need there needs to be some rules in place for this. You're right, because there needs to be rules mm-hmm. to protect not only Make citizens, that mean something, but it also protects the people who have put in the time it, and it energy the people for, in Hobby Lobby. It does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Hobby Lobby folks, but the people that actually have service animals yes. who put yes. forth the effort. Mm-hmm. People that have highly trained service animals that really need a service animal, and they mm-hmm. did everything they re- needed to do to be responsible with that animal. Mm-hmm. And you see those service animals, and you're just blown away by how amazing they are. Mm-hmm. It should not be as easy. If you saw my dogs, you'd know I'm always blown away because mine are not calm like that. I at all. love no, that no. dog. One of those dogs you have, the the German Shepherd. I love that dog. I would take that dog in a heartbeat. That's the sweetest dog yeah. I've ever seen in my life. But you know, you have to have a light. I mean, there's a reason mm-hmm. dogs aren't allowed in stores right exactly and one of the biggest right. reasons is they might bite somebody right mm-hmm. and so you can't just say oh i love my dog and i know he's sweet <laughs> so i'm going to buy a, a license on amazon and slap it on his side and put give buy him a little vest and so i can take him into hobby lobby with right. me that's yeah. ridiculous right and it shouldn't be allowed you've got to have a license to drive a car which is a dangerous item you should have to have a license a legitimate license that has meaning to it um, in order to bring a dog with you anywhere you want. I don't, I personally, if you are, if you've legitimately trained your dog and you've gone through the processes and you need your dog and mm-hmm. you've got, I, I guarantee there's nobody out there that's done all that and has a license that would mind showing it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, yes. Right know, here. Especially yeah. if they know that it's to help prevent people from going to Amazon and doing it. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, because the people that have done that, I mean, they're ret- military, they're handicapped, they have disabilities. And they really need that. And mm-hmm. I guarantee none of them would mind. I bet I, I bet most of them would not mind going, yeah, here it is. Mm-hmm. Or could it not be displayed on a tag or something? Could you mm-hmm. not do like part of it, uh, do right. something that's smaller that is displayed right there on the dog? Right. There's, there, there is an answer. This is an easy fix. Somebody just needs to get it done. I, yeah. I completely agree. Let's make it. Let's let's make it so it's a legitimate registration mm-hmm. where the people that are doing it responsibly are going to have no problem because their dogs are perfectly trained to do what they're supposed to do. But you're right. We all agree. You shouldn't be able to go to Amazon, spend $10 mm. on a vest, and go like, look, it's a service dog. Yes. Yeah. When it's not. Listen, and, and I'm going to probably make some people mad, but if you did that, shame on you. Mm-hmm. I, I have a dog that likes to herd people and nip at their ankles. I love that thing. I can't believe he ever would do that to anybody. But dogs act differently to strangers. You never know the environment they're going to be in. Exactly. And everybody thinks their dog is super sweet and kind Mm -hmm. and gentle. And, you know, they generally are around you and your family, but you put them in in an unusual situation. They're not going to behave. Listen, when Amazon told me that he like nipped at someone's ankles, he's a blue healer, by the way. I didn't believe him. I was like, no, he didn't, because he is the sweetest daggum dog, you know. Mm-hmm. I had to go watch the video, and then I felt terrible for the lady. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, because, I mean, he didn't, he was just hurting her. But, I mean, if you don't know dogs, it's kind of scary. Yeah, she should have done what he said. I know. Right? <laughs> he did not want you in that spot. <laughs> Katie's dog will not be at field day, yes. just for that reason. My, he will not. That's, yes.
All right. Uh, so the third big thing that happened at the school. Oh, today. this is what school chats. It's all yeah. this is school chats. And I'm curious about this one. Yeah, so, me too. I, I, I honestly did not believe this when I first got it. Did and you this think is, you were getting spammed? I thought I was getting somebody was trying to pull the wool over my eyes. Some malarkey it, in your yeah, mailbox. I thought it was some malarkey. There's a lot of malarkey in my email box, so I I check it out. <laughs> Um, but uh, but yeah, this uh, letter came or this uh, news release came over from uh, a legal team out of um, Knoxville, and it said that this Clarkson Montgomery County school system was suing Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, uh, Instagram, bada bada ba. I thought, no, that can't be right. And You're not I told, suing MySpace, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I uh, I told the reporter uh, Christian Brown, hey, um, contact the school system and let's find out if this is legitimate. And he did, and sure enough, yeah, Clarkson Montgomery County School System is suing um, a bunch of a group of social media companies, including Facebook, Google, Instagram, Meta, Snapchat, TikTok, WhatsApp, and YouTube. Um, basically, saying that the social media companies have demonstrated a lack of controls surrounding student access and appropriate content. content and have basically caused a social, a mental health crisis. Among what about Snapchat? Students. That's what they all use. Oh yeah, Snapchat's yeah. in there. Ugh. Yeah. So is it just is it just Clarksville Montgomery County School System, or is there a conglomerate of schools that are coming together to do this? Um, I think the hope is that it's going to be a conglomerate. What we've been able to determine so we started, far huh? is that we are the first. Interesting. Um, so I, I don't know. I, that's that's one of the things that. What are they um, hoping to get from to get to. it? Uh, basically, damages. Um, and probably some sort of, um, I would imagine, to get the social media companies to exercise more control over their content and the How access you, the children that, have. That's going to be, I'm not an attorney, definitely, but I, I just think it's going to be hard. You have to prove those mental health issues happen because right. of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know that it does. We mm-hmm. all, everybody agrees, but I mean, it's got beyond, beyond a reasonable doubt. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be a little difficult. It is very difficult. But I'll tell you one thing. You look at social media nowadays and our kids growing up in the social media world. When we grew up, you got a break, right? When you went home from school, if somebody was bothering you at school, you had a sanctuary at home and you could just watch some cartoons Give your mom and dad a hug. You could prank call them. <laughs> before, before Star 69, when they'd figure out your number and call you back. But no, and you had this safe place to, to take a break from whatever you were dealing with in school. And we all probably, all three of us in this, in this room probably had somebody wreck our day at school and probably was relentless for a couple of weeks mm-hmm. until it stopped. With social media nowadays, there is no break. Mm-mm. Like you can, the, 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 the bullying, the antagonizing can continue 24-7, 365. You're not mm-hmm. free from it from the weekend. You're not free from it when school is over. Like I understand social media has all of these wonderful benefits, right, of connecting people. Yeah. Mainly, it's gives it gives people you went to high school with a I chance think, to wish you I happy birthday. I think that everybody, we all agreed that it did in the beginning, but I think everybody knows now that that it's been around for a long time. The 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 piece of it that isn't good. I mean, because it's a there is real. We are have a real mental health crisis mm-hmm. in this country, and I do agreed. think it. Yeah, and all, I mean, there's so many. Di- Different things, even like news. Facebook is not news, people. Right. You know, there's just so many things that are deteriorating because of social media. Yeah. The um, I just think of the the times. It's been at least two, maybe three times that, and these are the times that we were woken up, where we'd be trying to fall asleep, and then we'd suddenly hear one of our kids sobbing uncontrollably oh. in their bedroom, oh. and like. 
one in the morning. Yeah. And I'm like, what is going on? Mm. And we, you know, we go upstairs, we'll text me, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I just saw this thing on Snapchat or on, it's like, they're, they're, you know, having arguments and seeing things and yes. attacking each other in the middle of the night. I mean, th- right. it's, it's, it's a mess. What can we do and, about it? I don't know if there's anything we can do about it. Well, some of the commentary on, um, on the thread about it was people were saying, oh, you need to sue the parents. They shouldn't be giving them access. And, but other people are coming back saying, you don't understand. We, you can't control access to this. Even if you restrict, a parent came out and said, I have restricted my kids' phones. We have our own server. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to use the Wi-Fi on their phones. We, we have parental controls and everything. And they still see stuff at the school that their friends share with them. They see on other computers. Mm-hmm. They see on other stuff. And they see that stuff all the time, and it's just as debilitating. There's, mm-hmm. there's not a way to control it. Um, I've been in publishing for a long time, and I know that when you are a legitimate news operation, if you publish something that harms someone, you're legally liable for what you publish. The weird loophole with Facebook and YouTube and all these things is they are not held legally liable for what they publish. And what the algorithm pushes to people. Mm-hmm. You look at all of those those challenges. There was the one, I, I, I forget the name because all I know about TikTok is the Oh No song and people flossing or whatever. <laughs> but there was that one where they were uh, encouraging kids to break things at school mm-hmm. and, and steal things. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't tell me that... The algorithm knows that I'm 45 years old, so all I get is ads for man soap and hair dye. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get menopause ads. <laughs> Chris, what do, you, what do you get? I'm trying to even remember. I went shopping for a camera once, and like they decided I needed 800 cameras, and were you know sending it to me all the time. But you can't tell me the algorithm can identify these these challenges that are grossly negative. Mm-hmm. And can't squash that in the algorithm mm-hmm. and not show it to as many people. You know, you said something that just stuck out to me. You um, said, and I did not realize that a news source newspaper could be held le- legal be- legally liable for causing harm to someone. Well, the interesting piece about that, and I think the answer is that the higher ups up there at the at Congress have, need to determine, is Facebook a news source or are they just social media? Because they sure do try to be a news source, mm-hmm. yes. even as far as posting some of their own news and pushing the mm-hmm. news that, that fits their agenda. So if they're going to try to be a news source and they're going to try to monitor the news and they're, you know, they even try to pull it in from different sources because so, mm-hmm. they want you to get your news on Facebook. That's they really do. what they're trying to they do. do. So if they're going to do that and then, and then, that to me, that says if you're trying to be a news source, maybe they should be held accountable to those same standards. They're getting all of the benefits, the financial benefits mm-hmm. of being a publisher yep. without having any of the legal liabilities exactly. around being a publisher. You're right. It that doesn't need to, to be an al- it doesn't need to be an algorithm. How about Facebook hires ten thousand employees to edit the content on their platform? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's what a newspaper would have to do. Right. They would have to hire people to edit the content. Yeah. Well, Facebook and YouTube and Google are putting all this content out there. Nobody's editing it. They're expecting an algorithm to determine what's good and bad. No, they need people to check this stuff and shut it down when it's going to cause a problem. And be responsible with their algorithm. And I know know this is an impossible task, by the way, but (laughs) that's the thing. They need to be held responsible. Or, you know, you know what you can like. We, if we see something that's fake, right? You can report stuff as fake news. Maybe more people need to start doing some of that. I don't know if it goes anywhere, though. I mean, how many times have you reported something and nothing? I never have. I'm just not that. I just. Yeah. 
good luck getting anybody at Facebook to right. answer anything. That's that's the truth. I think it may be just one guy behind a <laughs> velvet curtain. Right, exactly. It's Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. But no, and that's the thing. Office. I thought it, just how naive I was when social media came out for the first time. I thought, okay, I've got 300 friends mm-hmm. and they're all posting something. As I scroll through my news feed, I'm seeing what they posted in the order in which they posted it. Wrong. They are. Facebook is deciding the things that it wants to show you. Same thing with TikTok. Same thing with Twitter. They are all they're they're deciding what they think you want to see. And if they don't know me very well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in order to keep you on their platform, exactly. They don't want you to leave the platform. I have bought ten dollar man soap, by the way. My skin feels fantastic. But, it looks fantastic. Thank you. I'm kind of glowing, I think. Yeah. I've got like a little, little, little sheen to Is me. that a man a thing? I thought Irish Spring was man soap. No, there's a whole big oh, business now. That's a very these... different kind of man. That's, that's, a 19, <laughs> that's a 1970s, 1980s man. <laughs> no, but I think they, they need to be, we need to look into the algorithms, how content is being pushed, and how, how they're using that content to manipulate. Because I believe they really are. Oh, and they it's admitted now, it. They, they, they've oh, been in right. trouble for it. They've admitted it. I mean. And what they're doing to children. Mm-hmm. I think that's. I mean, if you're going to play the game, you're going to have to be responsible. Mm-hmm. So, you yeah. Know. I'm wondering if this t- story right here. Because that's pretty. It's very interesting. And I'll be curious to see how they came to the conclusion to do that. And I do hope that other school systems jump on board because then it'll get more attention mm-hmm. um, because that's just a good place to start. But I'm wondering if that story there is going to get, I hope it gets national attention mm-hmm. so that other school districts and other states and other states will jump on board. Cause that's the way that you get attention is when people band together for a common cause. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, in the, um, we added a little bit of uh, research to this, the um, back in fall of 2021, I think you referenced it earlier, Ryan, um, schools doing TikTok challenges in Clarkson, Montgomery County suffered, I think it was over $20,000 mm-hmm. worth of physical damage mm-hmm. to the property. And they had threats against principals and all that. Yeah. But then they had some gun challenge uh, where TikTok was encouraging kids to act like they had guns. And, and 50 kids from a West Creek high school were suspended over that. And that was actually started by somebody at West Creek High. And it went viral. Um, and 50 kids ended up getting suspended over it. So, I mean, there's it's, it's the mental health issues, but it's also the actual physical damage mm-hmm. and the threats and stuff that... They, they go with that as well. Man, the, the things kids do now to get in trouble is so different than what we did in high school to get in trouble. <laughs> right. Ding dong ditch. Ding uh-huh. dong ditch seems so, so innocent compared Prank to what calling. they're doing. Right. Mm. Exactly. Is your refrigerator We running? did that until you got caller ID <laughs> and we couldn't do that anymore. Mm, yeah. Did you prank call people as a kid? All the time. We were, we were, I had a party line too. Like I grew up in a in the country in Pocahontas, Arkansas. So we just, me and my friend Jeannie would go on that party line and sit forever. And the little lady down the road get on, can you girls let me make a phone call? But yeah, we would all the time. What was your big prank? Do you remember what your... No, I think we we would just pull, pick, we had the phone book, remember? <laughs> we just sometimes pick a number and call it. I remember one time we called and got some little old lady and we just probably chatted with her for 30 minutes just random just you know i'd say harmless but then we probably would have gotten in trouble for it now if my kids did that i'd be like you're such a good kid <laughs> compared to all the good other job. things you could be doing chris do you remember did you ever prank somebody on the phone oh I now did. there's I apps did. for that yeah <laughs> i did more than prank people um is it, do you ever heard of mischief night 
Is that a thing? That's, I don't think that's a thing in the South. No. We had it, When yeah, I was in high school high, in New like Jersey. When you were senior, we had it. Uh-huh. Well, Mischief Night was always the night before Halloween. It's also called Devil's Night. In um, Michigan, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Mischief Night, we did a lot of stuff that I will not admit to on air. My favorite <laughs> prank was we would call people and we'd say, Hi, I'm Steve from 31 Flavors, Baskin Robbins 31 Flavors. If you can name all 31 flavors in 31 seconds, we'll give you $31. Are you ready? Mm. And then I would say go, and then people would try and name all the ice cream. We would also drive. We would also. I could get close. I used to work at a Baskin Robbins. We would also find like a marquee. Remember the old marquees where you could go change the letters? Oh, that's the best. Drop all the words and stuff. That's the best. (laughs) Yeah, because that's 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 the good kind of prank. Yes. Very visual. Right. Very harmless. Yes. No harm, no foul, but just really funny. (laughs) Mm That business owner didn't think it was a harmless oh, I'm prank sure the next is. day. Oh, now I got to get the, the big nah, pole yeah. out to change the letters mm-hmm. around. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So next story up, uh, we got an update from the city. Uh, way more information than we expected uh, to get this this fast. 15 capital projects that the city is working on um, and basically giving updates on where everything stands. So you can find the oh, full story nice. at ClarksvilleNow.com, but... Like the uh, Exit 8 Athletic Complex, that's underway. I think um, they've got most of the roads. Um, 50% of the road work construction is done. They've got to get the roads in before they can keep working on the. That's where they're going to build all those soccer fields yeah. and mm-hmm. everything. Um, the uh, Frosty Morn revitalization, where they're going to turn that building into a city facility. with um, uh, What for, kind of facility are they going to turn it into? Yeah. Well, the, it's not been finalized, but it could include an event space, a community okay. kitchen, uh, makers spaces, a food court, restaurants, food truck vendor spaces, farmers market. I think oh, wow. the farmers market concept is probably one of the main things that's that's okay. draw people there. Mm-hmm. Uh, an outdoor amphitheater, all kinds of stuff like that. Um, so there's a whole bunch of them I can rattle on. Any one of these you guys want to rattle on, but yeah, pick one. Let's rattle. <laughs> no, I, I think it'd be interesting just go read them all. And yeah. it's, and more than that, I, I, lo- I it's interesting that there are so many. Mm-hmm. What about the uh, performance? The Performing Arts Center. Mm-hmm. So this is the project where the city is wanting to build a um, a large building downtown to replace the Roxy. Right. Um, and then the Roxy, at least in one iteration of the plan, the Roxy would be the primary tenant uh, of the facility. Right. Um, those plans keep changing. Um, but Lyle Cook Martin Architects is been des- has been um, basically is going to do the design for the center. Um, they are in the process of gathering design information and uh, making revisions to the plan. All right. So that'll be cool. That'll Clarksville be, that'll be in that come. empty area next to the Roxy. Okay. Um, and they're, they're, they're talking about keeping the facade of the Roxy if they can mm-hmm. um, and just sort of expanding it over. But I've seen some designs that don't include the facade. So there's a couple different plans. There's some here's historical significance. It's iconic. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yep. Um, and okay. So this was a neat story that um, our reporter Jordan Renfro uh, came across. Um, we were actually, I think I was the one who, uh, got this tip first, but the, um, Red Cross here in Clarksville told me that there's a guy who has, uh, basically donated a record amount of blood. Um, Jordan reached out to the guy. He's a wonderful man. Um, he's 85 years old. Wow. Um, and he is, he's getting ready to donate his 44th gallon. Gallon, not pint. Wow. 44th gallon. Of blood. Wow. He will be at 44 gallons. How old was he when he started donating? He was 21 years old. Oh, wow. He's been donating blood for over 60 years. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. So that, if you are if you want to count it in mm-hmm. pints, that is 346 pints of blood that he wow. has donated. 
That's amazing. So he is, uh, and he didn't know this until uh, like in the last couple of years, he got in touch with um, another donor um, who's in Australia, um, and he had just given that donor, um, he had just given his 300th pint, and they started researching, well, who has the record on all this? And it turns out he's one of the record holders. <laughs> there are four, I love that. Yeah, there are four men in America who have donated at this level um, of pints of blood and um, can we get him in the Guinness Book of uh, World Records? Raymond, Something, Raymond yeah. Swadley is his name. And Raymond Swadley is one of those four men who has donated um, that level. Of course, it's kind of a moving target because mm-hmm. they keep donating. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, they've uh, um, sort of the 40 gallon. Mark. How, did, did you how did you run across this story? Um, the local uh, head of the American Red Cross. I was meeting with her um, getting to know her. She's um, starting mm-hmm. her uh, her work. And she mentioned that to me. I said, oh, that'd be a great story. We'd love to write about that. So. That is that is a great story. Think about all of the lives mm-hmm. he has saved mm-hmm. just by donating blood for over 60 years. Mm-hmm. What an amazing thing I wonder if his whole do. family does it like in honor of him, like if it's kind of a family legacy. Right. I think a lot of people right. ought to do this in honor of him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's calculated that his blood has helped 1,038 people. Wow. Over 1,000 people mm-hmm. helped just by making that donation. That's absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he started doing it um, because he uh, he was 21 years old and a guy that he worked with um, at, uh, I think it was the post office, um, a guy that he worked with um, just said, hey, you know, I'm going to donate blood. Do you want to come in? He's like, yeah, I got nothing better, better to do. <laughs> and so ever since he's been doing it. Does so, he have family here in town? Um, we didn't really get into anything with his family. I'm not sure if he still does. But, Raymond um, Swadley is his name? Is that what his name? Mm-hmm. Raymond Swadley? And, uh, I got an idea. He's, there's a really cool photo of his um, shadow box that has the, his pins in it. And at the center of it is a quote with a Hebrew text from the uh, Talmud that says, whoever saves one life saves the world entire. Wow. And that's, and he <laughs> like, I think we, Five Star, <laughs> mm-hmm. ought to host the Raymond Swadley annual blood drive. Oh, that'd be cool. Wouldn't that be cool? I think that's great. Yeah. And you know, we need to get a street named after him. Come on. As many, as many new know. streets that are popping up in Clarksville all the time. Swadley Street's got to be a thing. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, yeah, I think we had, it could be kind of something to honor him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he said in the interview, he told Jordan, I'm not doing this for people to, to for a honor or a right. claim that I'm doing this interview because I want to encourage other people to give, um, well, to give, give blood. And that, so, a blood yeah. drive would do it. Yeah. That's yeah, amazing. That'd be great. Because, you know, I, I don't give, I've given blood like once or twice. Me too. I hate to admit it. I have O negative blood, which is the universal. Donor. You are negative. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, and so it would be really good if I gave blood, but it's like, I don't feel like encouraged to. And I know that if I, if I don't like it, I don't do like it. needles. Yeah. But if I, if we had like a, a van out front at five star, I probably would go do it You're just because I would feel guilted into it. You are. I'm a positive. I'm a dime a dozen. Mm. Yeah, it's O negative. You should be. Come on, crybaby. I know. I don't like needles. And it's I don't hard. Like needles. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, my parents retired and they moved down to Florida. The blood bank there would give you movie passes if you donated. Oh. And so my parents you would have orange juice and cookies. I, yeah, the, yeah. Or, the, the 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 crummy orange juice. <laughs> it's like the only time I drink orange juice. <laughs> right, 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 right. Donate blood. blood. Yeah. But they would. That's how they go to the movies. They paid. Mm-hmm. They'd go to the movies. They would go donate blood ahead of time, get some passes to go to the movies, and that's how they went to the movies as, as retired folks. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. what a great story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I got you another food story. 
I'm excited for this one for one reason. Um, in the headline, the third word, I want to see how you pronounce that because oh, I've God. heard the pronunciation of this word said 50,000 different ways. No, just like two or three different ways. Well, a little exaggeration. But I want to see how the wordsmith pronounces well, I'm going to go back to my Alabama roots and call it AK bowl. I call it a cybo. What do you call it? Uh, I was hoping Chris would say, I would say a sigh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I've, acai? I only, I only acai? know that. Yeah. Something like that. I, I only know that because of, I've had to look it up so many times and I've looked at it. And to me, you know, I look at phonetically a Kai is what I want to say, but apparently is a sigh. Acai? Acai? Is that that right? Acai? I'm I'm asking you. No, I think it is acai. Somebody somebody email and tell us how to pronounce it. I'm going to go with acai because Katie's going with acai. Let's just roll with that. So it's some some nice mushy berry stuff. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be very healthy. They they have smooth they have smoothies mm-hmm. and the, the we smoothies. Even read the oh, okay. that's pronounced, that's pronounced the smoothies. Smoothies. Smoothie. I'm gonna read the headline. Okay. Everbowl brings acai bowls, smoothies, and superfoods. There's a new healthy eating option coming to town with a location in Sango. So this mm-hmm. is a restaurant, as my grandpa would call them, <laughs> that's going to serve like like fancy bowls and smoothies mm-hmm. and what have you. Yeah, and what have you? That's <laughs> my grandpa. Would have say. you ever had an acai bowl? What is in an acai bowl? Acai. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Well, I've never it? had one either, but I have a friend, Tammy, that talks about them and loves them. What's, what does acai taste it's, like? Uh, it's different fruits, acai. Sometimes it, it's, it, sometimes acai is frozen. It's a fruit, but I think, don't, please don't get me quoting and looking like an idiot, but I think it like, comes from South America or something. Well, it's a berry that comes from a palm tree native to tropical South and <gasps> Central America. Boom! I was right. Yes! It has deep yeah. purple skin, yellow flesh, and a large seed inside. What does it taste like? Does it say? It I is considered chicken. It's good. It is considered a superfood because of its high antioxidant content, but has been eaten by indigenous tribes of the Amazon region for centuries. Mm-hmm. All of that, according to Google's AI platform, Yet Google says it's not a publisher. It just published that paragraph, and it should be held legally responsible. Oh, for Chris, the is, Chris is worked up about this. Yeah, but anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a berry, and um, and it's really good, frozen and mushed up. I have had a side juice, mm-hmm. not berry. Like I have never had a bowl, but I've okay. had the juice, so I know what it tastes like, and it is yummy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had it. It's really good. And yeah, yeah and what I like mes- best about it is like the granola and fresh fruit and stuff on mm-hmm. it. You won't go donate blood because it's inconvenient, but you'll go track down a side berries. Uh, not the berries <laughs> themselves. The bowl. I'm not a native South this American a, this a, listen, tribe member. You know this, acai bowls and the yeah. super bo- foods and these smoothies. I mean, it has to be a pretty big thing because Everbowl is a franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not new to Clarksville. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it has to be pretty popular. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, I like the idea of having, you know, a bunch of granola. Because so, I, I eat uh, like a healthy breakfast. Because that's like something I've done all my life. And so yeah, having yeah. fruit, Why you're nice, so skinny. nice yeah. fresh fruit in the morning <laughs> is really nice. So yeah, acai bowl will be good. I mm. like to take granola and like blueberries and blackberries. Mm. And I like that Oinkus triple zero yogurt. That is exactly what my wife eats. I for love breakfast. it. Yeah. Love it. It's mm. like a dessert to me. And I just mm. mix it all up and. I stopped eating breakfast a couple of years ago. Mm, why'd you do that? I just, just, I like this intermittent fasting thing where I, I don't eat from eight in the evening up until noon in the next day. Huh? Yeah. 
That's oh. not why you say skinny. It's those all those mousy runs. Now that too, that yeah. too. But yeah, but if I was a breakfast well, person, what if you get a hankering for a hunk of cheese in the middle of the night? Hey, you just got to hold off on that hankering. Huh. And then I guess I'm going to miss. Uh, do they serve acai bowls uh, for lunch? Oh, they're yeah, well, with cheese. I'm sure it's, <laughs> um, sure it's going to be open all day long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, check their hours here. Yeah, Chris um, is checking their hours. I'm pretty sure they're probably going to. It's pretty, oh, yeah, it's pretty yeah. hard to pay the rent with just well, breakfast you know, boys. Th- this actually falls in line with your uh, eating patterns, Ryan. They they serve from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m., so they don't serve after 8 o'clock. Well, is it go. a franchise that's locally owned? No. Um, I mean, the, I'm sure the, the, the owners, owners are local, right? The, yeah. the, the, the local franchisee is local. Yes, yeah. that's what's yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a uh, start in Southern Cal. Uh, starts in Southern California. Yeah. I think that's right. All right, but anyway, there you go. Yeah, so get your acai bowl. Yes, at, at Everbowl. Yes, I'm going to go get one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go try one. And these are the biggest stories on Clarksville now. This past week, this has been your week, your news.